Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, a daily dose of news, politics, and culture. More than 100,000 refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine are here in the United States. Many of those refugees are children, and one place here in Chicago that's stepping up to help is St. Nicholas Cathedral School in Ukrainian Village. The school already has a large Ukrainian-speaking student body, and it's accepted 75 new refugee students since the war started. We wanted to hear how things are going for the new students, their teachers, and the rest of their community. So joining us now is Anna Cirilli, principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School, and Anna Savchenka, education reporter here at WBEZ. Now, your names are obviously similar, so I'll use last names and other identifiers throughout the conversation to avoid confusion for listeners. Anna Savchenka, you visited St. Nicholas on a school day. What was it like there? It was a regular school day. There were uh, running around um, in the school auditorium. Um, There were uh, posters on the walls, blue and yellow posters with slogans saying things like glory to Ukraine written on the walls that were made by students. Um, There was also a film gym teacher who was the mom of a student. uh, She's a Ukrainian refugee who arrived um, earlier this year. Um, So while she's waiting for her work permit, she's uh, filling in and trying to volunteer and help the school as much as she can. So things have stayed the same and Mm -hmm. they've also changed in significant ways. We'll hear more from that parent in in just a little bit. But I want to turn to Principal Anna. What's this school year been like so far? How how are things different with 75 new students in the building? Yeah, I mean, the number's been very fluid. Um, We went from 75 and now we're down to 65. Um, But it's it's been uh, an exciting start, to say the least. What what Um, happened? How did you why did you go down to 65? Um, so a lot of people either moved to the suburbs. Um, we had several students graduate and go on to high school. Um, and then we had some people even went back to Ukraine over the summer, uh, or, or some other European countries. So there's been some fluidity with that number. Uh, so right now we're at 65, it's been sort of a roller coaster. Yeah. So were, were there students at one point that you even had to turn away? Yes, over the summer, uh, we started a wait list, and we've been able to take some students off that wait list. But, you know, being um, a private school, a Catholic school with with little resources, we try to keep our, uh, you know, our class sizes manageable. And that's been a major focus going into this school year of of what we know that we can handle Mm -hmm. this school year based on the amount of staff that we have and the capacity at to which we can support all this, all the students that arrive. Well, talk to us more about what's happening in the classroom because, I mean, we got to remember these Ukrainian refugees, they're still processing the trauma of, of living through a war. So how, how is that playing out at the school? Uh, you know, there's good days, there's bad days. There, there might be, you know, some days where a student is upset about something that regularly, you know, like I said before, they wouldn't be upset about that situation on a typical day, you know, a year ago, two years ago. Uh, so we see that, we see that quite frequently, um, you know, and again, we don't really know when to expect those sort of emotional um, outbreaks, I guess you could say. 
Um, but so we're, we're, you know, in terms of how we're supporting that, uh, we do have counselors coming in on a regular basis and we're able to find, you know, one support that speaks Ukrainian so yeah. and English. So, so that will be available for the students for the school year. And mental health support as well? That's mental health support specifically, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I've heard Anna Savchenko, uh, things are harder for the older students, like the, the middle schoolers, they have a better understanding of what's going on, right? And what war is. Talk more about what you think their unique challenges are. As he said, it's understanding war is. Um, going back to the refugee mom, uh, for example, she decided not to tell her kid what war is. So not describing it, not showing any images of anything of that sort. Um, because once you say, okay, this is what war is, the kid asks, okay, can I see a, a tank? Can I see something else? And then mm -hmm. you have to go down that rabbit hole. And then that just creates uh, a fear or just more misunderstanding and um, I think the older kids, uh, based on my uh, conversation with a teacher, a middle school teacher, they kind of sit with that anxiety maybe longer. But then also the language barrier is harder for older kids because they're cognizant of the fact that they have that language barrier and might have a difficulty yeah. communicating with teachers and and other students, um, while the little kids might be less aware and kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. Can you weigh in there, Anna Cirilli? Yeah, definitely. Um, Anya, I think you, you know, hit it on the head. Um, we, you know, some, some ways that we might see that younger students um, express that anxiety uh, was, was, for example, there was um, a kindergarten student who, when he first arrived, was drawing just black pictures, like everything was black, smoky, you know, and then as time went on over the summer and, and going into the school year, there's, there's pictures with color. So that's just an example of the differences between the younger kids wow. and not even and trying to process everything that they saw. You know, for some of the students that came from, like, the eastern part of Ukraine, they, they saw that, right? They saw the dark smoke, the tanks mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, right, with the older students, you know, that's why we're we're doing a lot to try and support them in the classroom. We have people going in uh, and supporting them in the classroom as well as, like, pulling them out with that um, additional academic support. Um, and then with the mental health support, I think that will be really impactful um, for their learning and just for their for their well-being because they do hold on to that stress and, and maybe, sure. um, you know, maybe don't say how they're feeling or, or, or yeah, they have kind trouble expressing. It. Yeah. Right. Uh, understandably. Understand. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is Reset. We are talking with Anna Savchenka, who covers education for WBEZ. She recently visited St. Nicholas Cathedral School, which just accepted 75 Ukrainian students. And also with us is the principal of St. Nicholas, Anna Cirilli. Um, Anna, you mentioned talking to this refugee parent who volunteered to help at the school because she was just so grateful for the free tuition for her son and, and, and all the help that they'd been getting. So I want to play a little clip from your story, which uh, begins with her stepping in to teach a preschool gym class. My name is Today I'm your gym teacher. I speak Ukrainian and English. In a break between teaching gym classes, Vasilyanka said her son had a hard time at the beginning. 
He had tantrums, nightmares, he didn't eat well. Now, half a year later, he's adjusted to their new home and to the fact that his dad is just an image on a phone screen. She hasn't told Sasha that his dad is on the front lines, clearing mines. Tell us more about Oksana's story. Yeah, so I met Oksana on the day that I was visiting. Her family comes from a town next to central Kiev, so it's uh, it's pretty uh, central. It's central Ukraine, and that's significant because a lot of the Ukrainians uh, that have lived or settled in Chicago before the war are from Western Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people that came from the central region are coming here without close ties, without families that are already waiting here with with open arms. So in some way, it's been even harder for moms like her coming to the States, um, especially because they're coming here alone. She came with her three-year-old son, Sasha. Her husband is on the front lines. And essentially... This school has been the resource that, resource that they've been uh, so reliant upon. And the school has helped her with everything from providing school supplies, food, um, even helping her find an apartment where she, when she first arrived uh, in March. Um, but I think something that she mentioned that really stood out to me is that she wants to go back, um, even, though, that she, even really? though she's here. And half a year later, uh, her son's um, sort of the uh the negative emotions that he was displaying they've kind of um he settled in now she still wants to go back she still wants to return to the life that she used to live in ukraine um but obviously that can change in any moment because uh her husband um clears minds that is yeah. an incredibly difficult job and just so incredibly difficult to process psychologically for her for sure um because wow. every every night she she calls him to check in to make sure that he's alive um but again she can't explain this to her kid her kid just sees the dad um through through the phone as an image on a phone screen and that's his conception of dad dad is a picture on a phone wow so Wow, heartbreaking. Anna Cirilli, this, it sounds like the school's really just become this hub for, for parents and, and for families who are fleeing this war. But bringing in so many students, it's got to be taking a financial toll on, on St. Nick. So what help does the school need? Yeah, we still need help with the tuition support. I mean, you can multiply, you know, what it costs to educate one student is roughly anywhere from six to $7,000 per student, right? multiply that by 65. <laughs> We've had right. some generous people come out and support us, um, but we're not, we're not fully there yet. And, you know, we can't even, we, it's still, it's impacting the entire community because, you know, already we were an inner city Catholic school at roughly 60% low income. So, you know, we, we can't forget about those students. So um, we're working as hard as we can to make sure that we're covering the cost as much as possible for the, for the new students that have arrived. But we're mm -hmm. not there yet. So, Well, how should listeners who, who are listening now and, and want to help, how should they get a hold of you? Yeah, the, the, probably the easiest way to get a hold of us is by telephone. You know, our number is listed, I think, on your site, but it's also 773 uh, and when they call, they can explain that they want to support the refugees. Um, and, you know, any donation can be allocated specifically for the tuition um, costs that come with taking in those students. 
Anna Savchenka, before I let you go, what are you going to be watching for as the school year progresses? Uh, I'll be checking in uh, with Principal Cirilli, um, seeing how the students are doing, both the younger kids and the older kids, um, uh, continuing to um, keep tabs on how you know their trauma is affecting their, their education and how their just learning is going as they're learning uh, a new language and learning to adjust to life in a completely different country. Um, so those are Big some changes things that we're going to keep tabs on. Anna Savchenka is an education reporter for WBEZ. We've also heard from Anna Cirilli, who's uh, the principal of St. Nicholas Cathedral School in Ukrainian Village. Thank you both. This episode of Reset was produced by Char Dastin, and it was mixed by Andrew Merriweather. If you like having Reset in your podcast feed, then consider subscribing and find all the interviews and conversations we have to offer. And if you don't mind, please leave us a rating. It really helps other listeners find us and support the work we do. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.